Welcome to the Spear School Podcast. My name is Danielle Sarang, also known as the Squamish Medium. I created this space to inspire lightworkers to go from fear to clear and get connected to their sacred abilities and spiritual practices. I love supporting women through the creation of their heart-centered spiritual businesses in a way that lights them up and aligns them with their purpose. I am passionate to share all I know about the journey to becoming a professional psychic medium, mentor, and coach for the developing lightworker and spiritual entrepreneur. Through interviews, honest stories of my adventures, and lessons I learned, I hope to empower, inspire, and uplift you and get you excited about your life again. Welcome home. Hi, Spirit School listeners. I hope you guys are doing amazing. I am so excited today to bring an interview that I did with UK-based medium and mentor Charlie Kelly. He is somebody who was brought to my awareness by a listener, and I love getting recommendations from my listeners on people who they feel I should interview, and this is one of those cases. I checked out his YouTube channel, fell in love with his teachings. He is so fascinating, and I love his practical approach to mediumship. It's no fluff. It's no BS. He is not somebody who's into rituals or complicating mediumship. And so I was very keen to ask him the one question I had for him that was so burning was, why are you so passionate about making it so practical? Because what we have seen in the past with mediumship is people really glorifying it and making it seem special. And of course, mediumship is special. But when you create an atmosphere where it is so special, it becomes exclusive. That just creates fear around the practice for people who wonder, ooh, am I a medium? Am I special? Is this gift for me? And I feel like Charlie's big teachings are to expel that and to bring practicality back to mediumship. I know that you'll love this interview. I know that you'll love Charlie's energy. If you did love it and you want to listen to it again, I highly recommend you hop over to my YouTube channel linked in the bio because that is where I posted the video of our interview. It was quite interesting. You'll hear my dog howling in the background and he had a bird that kept flying on his head. So it was quite cute and quite fun. But I trust that you'll enjoy this interview. If you love it, please do share it, leave a rating and review and follow the links in the show notes so that you can be taken to Charlie's YouTube page and his website website. Thanks guys. Hello Spirit School listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in for another week. I am very excited to bring Charlie Kelly to your awareness for those who are not aware of this amazing uh, YouTuber who came to my awareness through one of the listeners actually who emailed me about his YouTube page about seven or eight months ago and I had to go check it out and I was so shocked. I I wish I found you years ago when I needed the wisdom that you share on your YouTube channel. Thank you for coming, Charlie. How are you? Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, it's cool. It's, uh, I'm good. Everything's good. Um, the situation's actually been really kind to me. So, uh, I, I decided to go onto YouTube, um, about a year before, uh, pre COVID. Um, and then it kind of, stabilized the the area for me so i'm very uh, i feel very fortunate that i did it early so yeah and 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 i'm glad to to be able to share my views my opinions you know my ways with your with your uh, viewers and listeners 
I am so excited because uh, the things that you talk about are kind of things like I sort of talk about, but I didn't hear anyone else really talk about when I was developing. So I have so many questions for you around that. And I'm really excited for this conversation. Just a disclaimer in the background that my listeners know I just got a puppy. And so she cries whenever we're apart. So you might get a little bit of that background noise. Just bear with us. And yeah, YouTube is something that's kind of new to me. Like, of course, I've looked up things on YouTube. Like, how do I do this? How do I do this? But I just started my own channel like two and a half months ago. So I'm new to posting. And for you, I looked up your Instagram. It's not very active. So you're definitely hanging out on YouTube. Hey? Yeah. From time to time, I'm really fortunate where I get to travel. So um, again, pre-COVID, I would do 200 thems a year. Um, and that would take me across Europe and across uh, the UK. So I use Instagram for that. I don't really, I'm, I'm not really up on social media, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, yeah. The teaching and the demonstrating and the YouTube just take up so much time. Um, so where I can, I, I, I hop onto it. Awesome. Okay, so let's start from the beginning. Like, how did your mediumship come into your awareness? What What did that look like for you, the development journey and coming into it? Uh, okay, well, that, uh, long story short, because there's lots of variations with how that, that story come about, you know. So, um, uh, firstly, it was the passing of my sister, um, and that got me into um, where is she, where's she gone, you know. Hopefully, there's somewhere else uh, just beyond this life. So the idea started to form. Um, and then uh, probably the next big stage there would be uh, I had a bad eye accident uh, in a job that I was working at the time. Um, and the accident should have killed me, but it didn't kill me. And then that led me on to there's got to be more. There's got, you know, how fortunate am I? Um, and then I, I, I lost the vision in the left side. So I needed to learn spatial awareness. Um, and I went to my doctor to ask him what was the best way to learn spatial awareness, and he put me on to martial arts. Um, and, and through the training of martial arts, I learned about energy, uh, the movement of energy, uh, how to use the energy um, in, in, in a martial art, in self-defense and combat um, fighting. Uh, and I learned to move the energy, and I think uh, there was a, a stage where I moved it just a little bit too much, and I found the spirit world. So like everybody else, I thought I was crazy. Um, you know, I can see things that other people couldn't and it would scare people. And then the biggest mistake you make is you go onto Google when you ask about what a medium is or a clairvoyant and then you get all kinds of horror stories. And so I backed off um, and then um, slowly it, it kind of reared up again. Uh, and I looked a little bit more into it. And I just thought, if I'm going to learn, then I would, I would like to learn um, from what is considered the best there is, you know. So um, I, I started on my search for a good medium, a good demonstrator, a good teacher. Um, and along the way, you find some terrible people and some terrible tutors and some terrible classrooms and some terrible ideas. And uh, what I found was maybe 90% of what I'd come across was very restrictive. Mm. Um, uh, uh, you know, many, many people uh, speak of this intelligent spirit world, and yet a lot of it seems unintelligent. Uh, and a lot of the, the restrictions seem a little bit outdated. So I kind of started developing on my own. That's That was the... the 
maybe a, a key turning point there. And then I, I, I started to find the, the right people, maybe the demonstrators that, that, that go around the world and demonstrate mediumship. And I would throw myself into a one-off masterclass or workshop or something like that, uh, just to make sure that I was doing the right thing. You know, what, what the public expected um, and could I deliver? And slowly through that process, after many years, um, I learned what to get rid of, what was a waste of my time and my effort and my money, um, and focus on the things that brought about betterment for me as an individual, as, as a human being, um, and bringing better communication for those that have lost people that are still in the grieving stage. And, and through, the, through the learning and through the, the mistakes and the failings, uh, it, it, it equipped me with the the ability to pass on knowledge, and, and what I found during my journey was there was never someone to go to to get it black or white. There was never there was never someone that that was just said it as it was. It was all this like very special gifted stuff, and you are handpicked or you are chosen. It's in your gene pool, and 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 on. And to this day, I still believe that they could have picked so many better people than me that, that it just didn't sit right. None of that sat right. So I started the YouTube to be that void that I found within the community. And I'm not everyone's cup of tea. You know, a lot of people want to want to hear how wonderful they are and how great they are and how chosen they are. But I, I'm I'm that void that wants it black or white or they want improvement. They want to put the work in and the, the effort in to see results for a better person, a better instrument and a better communicator. So that's probably how my journey's gone so far. I so love far. it. I have so many questions. And, and, you know, I was just talking to this about to my membership a couple of weeks ago where I remember when I first kind of discovered I had mediumship abilities when I was 31, I, I spent many years in doubt that I even did because I remember listening to old Gordon Higginson lectures and he was very clear, either yeah. you're a medium or you're not. I can't help you if you're not. Yeah. And I spent so much time thinking like, well, what if I'm not? <laughs> right? yeah, and it was kind of like this old boys club of like the selected few. And it brought about a, like a lot of insecurity, like really early. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I think, you know, I, I love, I've got all the books and I've got, you know, they're all first editions, you know, I've spent years collecting them and, um, and as wonderful as they are for the time, mm. it, I, it just don't hold up for me now. It's just, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a massive ambassador for the spirit world. I, I'm, I do so much work for the spirit world. Um, but but that in in fairness, you know that group, that clique that hung around with uh, uh, Gordon Higginson at the time, they all have that train of thought. They all have that idea, and I think it's very restrictive and very uh, depowering to to an individual that's just going into the go, going into it. That doesn't take away how much charisma the man had and how good he was for the time. Yeah. But if, but if we pick apart that demonstration today. Um, I just don't think it holds up to, to what we're trying to achieve now. So a definite pioneer, but so many, so many dated um, ways and restrictions that, that I think we, we have to move beyond to be relatable to, to people in 2020. 
Um, and I think that, that I think that's one of our key roles as a medium. We can't make it mystical um, or, or or beyond the reach of any individual. Uh, we 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 have to be relatable to the teenagers that are that are out there now and, and, and touch every mind that we come across from, from a young person to the older generation. I, I think that's our key role as a, as a speaker for the, for the spirit world. Yeah, definitely. So with your spiritual philosophy, then would you consider it to be kind of co-created with spirit and just your experiences? Um, Cause I was never like into <clears throat> spiritualism i love studying it and spiritism like i love the history aspect of it but i yeah. think like my philosophy has been kind of like picked up through my sessions like picked up just through like spirit yeah. communications like is yours much the same because i love your philosophies i i think i think the the philosophies that that i that i try to work with i found i found flaw and so i would explore the philosophy you know i went i went and spent a month in brazil uh, to, to understand the people that, that work with spiritism, as you, as you say there. Mm-hmm. But Alan Kardec's way of, uh, of explaining that is from the late 1800s, yeah. and it's yeah. a different, it's a different period of time. Right now. <laughs> but, so it, it's kind of very, it's very dated to what we know now in, in 2020. It's a wonderful history that goes with it. Um, and, and ambassadors for spiritism, such as Chico Xavier, um, w- would have been a wonderful uh, uh, instrument at the time, but if you listen to their story, it's it's fear based. There's a lot of fear there. Yeah. The the God and the spirit world that I work with are not fear. They're not fear based. They're not they're not punishing. There is a natural law in order, um, and you're accountable for the for the things that you do. And I I just as I said earlier, I'm very black or white. I know when I've been an idiot. And it's up to me to own whether I've been an idiot or I've been unethical or I haven't shown integrity. That lies only on my lap, you know. So so my philosophy is quite a simple one, you know. So it's speak truth um, and, it will, and it will serve you well. Um, and empower or help as many people as you can along the way, not, not depower them by dangling a carrot that they can never have that doesn't that just doesn't make sense to me so the philosophy is very you know whatever teaching you come from my my personal favorite is a morris barbanel silver birch kind of read again today there's a lot that i don't agree with but throughout those books silver birch speaks of simplicity Mm. and yet there are so many rituals and uh, routines that make it so hard um, so, so I, I just adhered to the silver birch idea of simplicity. There must be an easier way. There, there, there must be um, this ease and, and understanding one's mind. Then made mediumship for me the easiest thing I've ever done. It's, mm-hmm. it's just really, it's just come so easy in the end once I got rid of the, the rubbish or the or the restrictions which, you know, not everyone's going to agree. But um, for, for me, it's just once I understood me, mm-hmm. then, then mediumship become a lot easier. Can once, you give some examples of what you got rid of? Like, can you give some examples of like what you just like? This yeah, doesn't- yeah. Uh, the thought process, you know, that the spirit world speak of omnipresent. They're here all of the time. So to, to, so to when you start developing... So some people look like they're in absolute agony or pain looking for a link, but, but it's omnipresent. It's there. 
So, so the, the ritual would be, I don't need to sit in silence. I don't need to train in silence because where do you get silence? You get, you don't get silence anywhere. Absolutely nowhere, especially if there's another individual there. And that's what we're working for. We're not working for ourselves. We're working for another individual. So, so I realized that that's a, that is pointless sitting for hours and hours and hours trying to silence the mind that the, the common sense way would be learn to silence the mind in the chaos that is every day. And so the moment I move my attention to the spirit world, I know it's there. And if I'm not aware of it, it's me. It's not the spirit world because it's omnipresent. It's there. So they, these um, sped up processes in the reach for the spirit world become much, much quicker because I know I don't need to meditate. Um, I know that I don't have to light a candle. I know I don't have to open chakras or close chakras and all that kind of stuff because it's omnipresent. Uh, it, it's, it's like the air that I breathe. It's there all of the time. Uh, and so that process just becomes super quick. As I move my mind, the spirit world join me. Um, and and that, that style of teaching, that style of demonstrating resonates with a lot of people that I, not even I realized, you know, so I thought everyone wanted the love light unicorn and rainbow kind of stuff. It, but it's just not me. It's just not who I am. Um, and, and so I, I found a way for, for me to, to be very efficient um, in the time that I'm giving to the spirit world. I, I can't stand on a stage with a with hundred people sitting in front of me and then say, right, just, I need you quiet. I need a, I need a moment. I need to find myself. I, I, I have to produce. I have to, I have to go and do the mechanic of mediumship. And, and so I just learned that way, made it very, very simple for myself. I love that. And did you do platform like really early on in your development? It, platform come about kind of unexpectedly. I, I was never a medium that wanted to do readings be locked in a room all day. I never wanted the public. I, I just didn't want any of it, to be honest with you. I, I did it for my own self-development. I wanted to know where my sister was. And so in the process of doing that, I, I, I found that I was becoming half decent at, at, at finding people. Um, so it, it's a strange, people will take the story for, for what they want, but I went to a demonstration of mediumship at a local spiritual church. And we're very, very fortunate here in the UK that we, we have 1500 plus centers that we can go and watch mediumship across the UK. Um, and I turned up at one of these events and that the, uh, it was about 10, 11 months into an intensive development and the medium didn't turn up. Um, and so they asked, do we have a medium in the house? And my friend was like, this guy's a medium. And so, so then, I, then I had to get up and demonstrate. Um, and, and so I took something like six bookings from that, from that event, from that one event. And it was like, oh, wow. Um, and for the next three weeks after that week, everywhere I went to watch mediumship, the medium didn't turn up. Oh, wow. And, uh, and I was with the same friend and the same friend would go, he'll do it for you. He'll do it for you. Um, and, and within three months, I took 120 bookings and it was like, oh, it looks like I'm doing this now. Um, so I'm not someone that wants the name in lights. I'm quite a private person and, you know, but I, I also understand that to, 
to touch as many minds as I can, it needs to be more than one person in a room. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I, if I do a large audience, I'm planting enough seeds within the minds of the individuals that go to the evening to just have a think that maybe there is a spirit world. Maybe, maybe. And that idea can then uh, go into fruition maybe at that point or five years down the line or 10 years down the line. So I see it as a, as a shop window to the, to, to the spirit world, an introduction as such. Yeah, that is so much fun. I love that story. It reminds me of, uh, I was told I was a medium by all the mediums I went and saw. I was like, no, 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 I'm not. Trust me. And I, so this one medium, she's like, come to my mediumship development class. I'm like, no, no, I'll just do your intuitive development one. And then of course, like no one showed up, but one other woman who had just lost a son. And that was the first mediumship connection I had. It was like, all, no one showed up except for like the two of us. Like it was just kind of meant to be, right? yeah, and it, it, you know, people people will rubbish the idea of the synchronicity of that, or you know, the workings that go behind the scenes. We will never know. We will never know. And and for me, they're they're the they're the magic that people talk about. Them little things that when we look back with hindsight, we're like, wow, what an amazing story that's turned out to be, or what an amazing experience I ended up having because of um, fill in the blank, you know, and so. That, that's the magic for me. They're the magical moments. They are. And they don't feel as profound in the moment, right? You're just kind of like, no, long and you look back, you're like, holy, that was actually really magical. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I don't, hindsight's such a wonderful thing, isn't it? And it's something that I focus very much on the teaching uh, within my classroom that I try to give them the real life scenario of, mm-hmm. uh, of the ingredients that will be brought to them outside of a, of a classroom. Because a classroom generally, not mine, but generally, is one where they practice. They practice the stuff they already know. They practice the stuff that's that, that they're good at. And for me, I don't think that's a development. That's just practice. That's practicing stuff that you're good at. So I try to bring the ingredient of um, despair, you know, or, or uh, a difficult client because clients usually – they're not developing mediums are they they're they're people that have lost someone and 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 they're not they're not of the love light brigade they're 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 hurting they're they're missing someone and that's a very different scenario to one of reading for your buddy in in your in your weekly circle or your development group so it's something that is very very important that we need to look at uh in, in the in the teaching and in the development aspects of the real ingredients that come with it. Um, And hindsight is a beautiful thing when we can look back and go, that taught me so much. You know, there's nothing worse than the feeling of getting your no and and you are soul destroyed and you're having to go at yourself and your spirit team only for a month later to that person come back and go, by the way, sorry, but I said no. And it's, and, and, but you've already done it now. You've already well, shouted you at spent everyone. A month in agony and suffering Absolutely. and self like. Absolutely. I've seen people actually quit because they're like, Absolutely. and then like a year later, the person's like, can I have another reading? Oh, all made sense. And it's like, I mean, it's happened to me so many times. I'm a Virgo son, so I discern to death, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it, is, it is hard. A, a mediumship journey is a, is a tough one, probably the toughest thing I've done. But not the development of mediumship, 
I think it's the development of me as the individual, right. understanding my triggers, what makes me think, what makes me react. Mm -hmm. uh, and understanding that can be uh, a dent to the ego. You know, maybe I don't want to admit I'm wrong. Maybe I don't want to say sorry. Maybe I don't want to make the first move. And, uh, but once you, start, once you start understanding you, um, that's, that's when the comfort zones are stretched. And that's when development begins. When, when, once you're out of that zone, once you're out of the stuff that you know, is when the real learning begins. So I enjoy all that. I enjoy that stuff. So really, there's a question I'm dying to ask you because yep. I started this podcast uh, two years ago because through all the teachers I'd ever had, I never had anyone talk about the shitty side of doing readings. Like the no. difficult clients, the fact that sometimes you feel like a complete failure and like, how do you pick yourself yeah. up of that? So I started this podcast to be like super real about like the development journey It is not rainbows and butterflies It is freaking hard. One of the hardest things that you'll ever do. And when I saw your YouTube and just the way that you express the information and just how like vulnerable you are about like the hard stuff, you're giving up, like don't give up uh, video, just like complete. I watched the whole thing a few times, put music to it. I loved it. So I was thinking when I was looking at it, it was like, I wonder what happened to him and his development that he felt so passionate about this approach to teaching. Like, did you not yeah. experience the realness, like the, the good, the bad, the ugly when you were developing as well? No, no, I felt it. I felt it beyond belief. You have no, no idea, no idea. Um, uh, it's the, the problem is what you find when you're when you're starting on a journey is that you resonate with a group of people you know so maybe you and your buddy go to your local center or your local development group and and that's great you've got this like-minded kind of idea um, and and what happens is one one will grow faster than the other one and and that's just that's the way that's human nature you know some people take to things better than others but what you find is that, that that very quickly doesn't help you resonate with that person that you originated with. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't want it to be spiritual jargon, but there is a conscious shift. So, so you, are, you are more open, you are, you, you, you ex, you're exploring it a little bit differently, while the other person may be still in the idea of, I need 20 minutes to open my chakras. So now you don't, you don't resonate. So the frequency, the vibration is changing. So it, you don't attract like, attract like anymore. So this grates against you. So what happens is that friendship will break down or you will slowly step away from one another. Um, and the problem is with human nature is that people don't like rejection or they don't like the feeling of being dropped or, or that sort of stuff. So then rumor starts. Um, and so now you have to deal with rumor. Now that may be um, the way that you set yourself up, the way that you work, relationships, you know, all that kind of stuff can just really whip up really fast. Equally, you might not get on with a teacher. So uh, it may be the only teacher there. Um, I was a very difficult student and I know I was a difficult student, but uh, I, I was one of these students that was, um, I'm a demonstrator now even of practice as you preach. You can't, you can't, you can't walk a walk and talk a different talk. You have to walk your talk. That's what you have to do that. And I remember a, a, a tutor, a high profile tutor asking me to get a, a telephone number of a communicator. And I was like, yeah, no problem. I'll do it. I've got no problems doing it after you show me. Yeah. So, so 
So, but they couldn't do it. They couldn't do it. So, so which I, I then went on to do it. And, and so at that point, I realized teachers were in a very strong position. Uh, and, you know, and I know as a teacher myself that if I say to someone, you were rubbish today, that's not the end of that. That's going to go on for weeks. That's going to damage people. That's going to hurt people. That may, that may help them decide, final straw, I'm walking away. Mm-hmm. And I watched so many people walk away because of tutors and their attitude, tutors and their ego, tutors and their demands when they can't do it themselves. So mm-hmm. I started calling them out. Um, uh, but, but when I called them out, I would then go on and produce so I could warrant the call out. Um, and that really, I can't stand a bully. I hate a bully. Um, and, and so um, I, I, I tried to put an end to it. I'm, I'm never going to achieve it on my own. I'm never going to do that. But if I highlight it enough for individuals to recognize, then, then other people may stand with me in, the, in that bullying aspect to stop using the, the pedestal of the teacher to de- disempower um, a hungry student you know I've seen so many good mediums walk away just because of the attitude uh, of the people that surround them so that's where the passion come from um, and also uh, the, the drive for me is that I, I literally don't believe in a spirit world anymore it's not that you know believe makes me feel like there's an element of doubt I absolutely know it's there. I know it's there. And I don't care if the seven and a half billion people on the planet all come together and tell me I'm wrong. I don't care. I know it's there. And and so that's the that that drive was it changed my life. Uh, it made me much, much better. Um, it's much more richer, not monetary, I mean in, in the things that surround me. That even someone with my story, if that can happen, then you lot need to, you need to, you need this in your world. Mm. And I, I, I'm going to try and facilitate that, that space um, for some of you to, to, to embrace it or embark on the journey. And that's the drive is that I'm fed up with people putting rubbish out there. Um, and scaring people or making themselves look better than someone else for, 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 for ego reasons. And I just don't like it. So it's a drive. It's something that, that I want to eradicate from, from the movement, you know, and there'll be loads of people that may see this and go, what an idiot. But someone has to start somewhere, don't they? Someone has to start somewhere. So, so my, the golden rule is walk the talk. So don't, don't ask someone to do something that you can't do yourself. Um, and that, unfortunately, is very much a big, big thing uh, in the teaching aspect right now. It is. Did you always know that you wanted to teach? No, no, no. It, it was, uh, yeah, again, quite a funny story. Um, I was actually booked on a course um, uh, of mediumship, and it was with a, a tutor that that, uh, you know, that maybe I idolized or I loved, loved their style, you know, that there was just something about them. Um, and and um, their own private story, uh, they, they couldn't take the course. Um, and it was like 24 hours before the course was due to start. So everyone was already on their way or, 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 or made plans, you know. Um, and the course was about to be cancelled. Uh, and I said to the 
to the the, the, the other fifty percent of the the tutors there. But don't cancel it. I can do this. You know, don't you know? I've been looking forward to it. Everyone else has been looking forward to it. Let's let's run it. I promise you, I can do it. My mediumship will hold up. Um, and my teaching skills were were nurtured by by that individual. They definitely helped me with with, with that. Um, and, and that's that's how that come about. So I ended up being accepted as a as a trial run. It it was successful. There was lots of areas that needed tweaking, but um, my colleague at the time then helped me tweak those areas, and I I had a good relationship with them for three three years, uh, where where they where they helped me through um, through blips or understanding the classroom and uh, and whatever, and and then from there it kind of my ideas started to uh, differ from that of the the school that I was at. They're, they're very much on the uh, the science approach, um, and, and I just know that in my lifetime, science won't agree with mediumship in my lifetime. So, um, although there will be uh, pioneers that are, are are going down that route now, um, I see mine as a as a different route uh, or different route to to show people that the, the spirit world are there. They are intelligent. It isn't what people say it is. And let me show you. Um, and so then it will unfold in in that way. So I see myself again as like the shop window, an introduction to an intelligent um, essence-based spirit world rather than fear, negativity, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah. So practice as I preach, basically. So what do you say to students? I love this conversation. I have so many kind of like rapid fire questions I want to ask you since I have you yeah, have your time. But like, what do you say to a student who comes in and says, I've been attacked. There's something attached to me. Like the, the true belief that the scary stuff that you see on Most Haunted and like all these other shows, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like what do you say to someone who really feels it, like it, they experience it, that? It depends. It depends. You can't, you can't obviously insult them. You know, um, you, you have to tread carefully. And I do what you would consider a house clearance or something like that um, and it would be dependent on the individual on how I approach them if they feel like they're ready to hear that they are the the cause of what's going on then I'll tell them straight you know you're fearing something the fear is projecting and and now that's what what is in the in the property or the premises or or whatever um, I'll, I'll share a story with you so you understand. I was in Brazil and there was a man that had um, evicted a gypsy lady off of his land. Um, and, and she put a curse on him and said, you will lose your voice, you will never speak again. Now, the man was so scared that within, within six months, he had completely lost his voice, completely. I land in Brazil and I go and, and I bump into this man. Um, you know, magical or not, I don't know. Uh, but I bump into this man. And through the energy, not the spirit world, but through the energy, I could see that he was fearing a lady. Now, the lady had no intelligence. I couldn't speak to the lady. What's your name? How did you pass? What's the, you know, that sort of stuff. It was just a lady. So I knew he was the creator of the projection clairvoyantly that I could see. So I said to him, oh, you're frightened of a lady. I, you're frightened that she's put a curse on you. And he said, yes. 
And I said, you know what? I've been sent from the UK to take that curse away. So now he hadn't spoke for nearly two years, this man. Um, and I knew that, that he had something wrapped around his throat. So I simulated undoing it from his throat. And I said to him, within 24 hours, the voice will be back. I met with that man 24 hours later and he was talking normally. Mm. And so, and so, just in that motion, I knew fear is created by ourselves. Sorry about the bird. <laughs> Love it. Um, it, it is created by ourselves. Mm. Now, I, I myself have uh, have had the scary stuff, the scary stories, but I also know, knew uh, with hindsight that I was responsible for what was going on. Uh, the bangings of a home or a door or the windows opening was me fearing that the bangings would happen or the windows would open or a man would be there. So if you feed fear with fear, you can only get more fear. And the overspill of the fear is usually what we encounter, the experience that we have. So it's a simple education process. Educate the person that they're the creator of their nightmare Mm. Um, and and if they can create a nightmare, then they can also create a paradise. And so you re-educate them. And I am yet to return to a premises or a person that I've gone to help and the negative attributes still be there. So mm. that they, they, they have understood after the conversation that they are the creator and they then create a more positive world and surroundings for themselves. Um, so it's quite... It's really, again, for me, super simple, bird, super <laughs> simple um, for me to um, sit here and say that. But when you're in the moment, obviously, it's very distressing. So I would approach them dependently on the mindset of the individual. If they have an understanding, then I'll, I'll give it black and white. If they need me to say that I'm going to take the man with me, then I'll say that just to give them peace uh, at home. Then that will stop. The man won't be there anymore because I've gave them the belief that I've taken it away, which then they return to me and say, how did you do it? And now I can give them the real version of events and then they understand. So it, it's approach everyone as an individual. Um, and my classroom is very much like that as well. I wouldn't teach you the same way I teach someone else. Um, I, I, we will have a, a ground-based mechanic and then we will adjust it for you, the individual, and your ways, your hang-ups, your flaws, your wonderful points. And, and we'll, we'll highlight that and say, this is going to be the best way for you. Um, and, and then you'll get really good at that. And then you'll start to look at how you can improve it a little bit better in other areas. So the, the fears are no different to the way that you would teach someone to find the spirit world. Um, the biggest misconception is because of Hollywood. You know, you've got energy, you've got positive and negative energy. Uh, that's, that's, you know, we, we, we have that every day. We're, we're happy, we're sad, you know, that, that, that it's there. The mistake is that they, they place energy with spirit and they're two different things. Spirit is essence. So a pure love, a pure essence, whereas energy is positive and negative. And that's where the misconception happens. So if there's something that's very negative going on, we know it's not the spirit world because it's energy. Um, therefore, we know how to deal with it. If it's love, essence, they're trying to contact, then it will be from a purity uh, aspect 
therefore they will answer any questions that we give them showing intelligence showing communication showing it's a spirit world so it's mm. a really simple process i love that and so on the lines of fear being uh, such a great teacher like what's the number one fear you see students commonly come in with uh their, their biggest fear is looking an idiot okay <laughs> yeah that's, that's a real fear that's yeah yeah that, and, and that's what it is it's like we we've all been in a classroom we've all been in a scenario where where we've connected to the man that joins us for the lady or the man in front of us uh, and we get an apple 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 and, and and you'll sit there and go i'm not saying apple i'm not saying apple i'm not saying apple and you won't say it in case they say no Mm. So, so it'll just loop it with apple, 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 apple. Now, ship works is that the apple will not change until it's moved. The energy has to move. And so once you say apple, the next bit of information can come in. But if you don't say apple, then it'll just be apple, apple, apple. Yeah. So after five, six minutes of battling with yourself and sweating and, and, and worrying that you're going to look an idiot, it comes to the time of feedback at the end of the, at the end of class, and they'll say they'll say something like, "You know, I, I'm surprised you didn't say apple because every time this guy turns up, they say apple, and then the student will go, oh, "I had apple, I had an apple," but you don't get the brownie points for that because you didn't say it. You were frightened. You were scared to look an idiot. So my uh, again, my classroom will always encourage failing. It will always encourage hitting rock bottom because from that you will learn the greatest lessons uh, and you will be an outstanding communicator if you have learned to fail, if you've learned to feel an idiot, look an idiot and still carry on. Mm -hmm. I, I honestly, I've said it maybe for the last year now, I honestly believe that practice doesn't make perfect. I think failing makes perfect. Mm -hmm. So I, I, we've, I'll have 20 students in a classroom tomorrow. And if I add up all the times that they failed as a collective, I have still failed more than them. And that's why they listen because I've put myself there and, and hit, hit myself really hard on the way down. I've learned, I've learned from those mistakes. So the biggest fear that I see is that they will get it wrong or they will look an idiot. Mm -hmm. So if I give them a safety net or a safety blanket, of you're allowed to be wrong you're allowed to get it wrong you will get magnificent results you mm. will get the best evidence you've ever heard from a student because they're like well i can be an idiot in here i can i can fail i can they can say no and it's okay absolutely and, so and now to like a professional reading then like they should just like mantra themselves like it's okay to get it wrong it's okay to look an idiot I, 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 I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a huge uh, advocate of the mantra, but I, I definitely tell the students you, for the ingredient for you to be successful, if you want to be successful in this work, is that you have to remove the doubt and the fear that you have within your head. That means it's okay in your head to say, "I am amazing at this. I am amazing." Uh, it's okay to do that. What, what's not okay to do is go post that on Instagram or post it on Facebook. Don't do that. Yes. But privately, in your own head, say, do you know what? We are going to go out and we are going to change the world and I'm going to be great at this. That, that offers such a positive energy 
in the process of reaching for the spirit world. Now, if I if I say to uh, a, a student, what we're what we're going to do is we're going to ask them their passing and we're going to ask them their name, and the student immediately will go, "But what if I can't get their name? What if I don't know how they passed?" And what I educate the the individual is, they bloody know. They know their own name and they know how they passed. All you have to do is ask them. So if I wanted to know the name of your YouTube channel, I would ask you the name of your YouTube channel because I expect you to know the name of your YouTube channel. So it amazes me how many students don't think like that. Mm. You know, like they feel like the responsibility is all on them to go find it. But, but you don't have to find it. You just ask, what's your name? And then the name can be offered. What, what did you pass of? Now, that may not be an image. It may be a, a, a feeling. But the feeling will be so detailed at some point that, that you will pinpoint uh, eventually, maybe a year or two later, if you keep this uh, um, repetitive nature up. Sorry, the camera's gone out of focus. Okay. Um, um, you keep this repetitive nature of keep going for the cancer, keep going for the heart attack. The moment that ripple comes into the energy, you'll know immediately what that is. Mm. Immediately. But if you don't speak or if you don't go through the process, you'll, you'll, never, you'll never accomplish what it is that you're trying to do, especially if you have doubt. You know, um, what if I'm not good enough? What if I'm not worthy? What if I'm... Um, and and it's all it's all of a negative attribute to the ingredient when we're trying to be in the in the essence of that love and positivity, which sounds like spiritual jargon, but yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> we're allowed to blend them in. Um, so then, what do you tell people? Like, what's the advice you give people to say, like, get the fuck out of your own way? <laughs> like, like, what and, you- and it is the biggest problem. It really is the biggest problem. So you either you either let them see you fail, um, and and there will be things that I do deliberately um, where I mess it up. Um, which blows my own mind because I've spent a decade trying to perfect my own mediumship. Mm. And now I go to the spirit world and say, we're going to mess this one up, but then we're going to fix it. Mm. Um, and, and, then, and so you show them how, how to fix, fix the scenario. And, and you show them that no one got hurt and no one's reputation was damaged and no one went away talking about one another. We're just here to do mediumship. So you've got, you got to show them that it's safe. Um, there's nothing worse than a clicky group um, where you're worried about making a mistake, knowing that the Claire's and the Sarah's and the Mary's are going to be talking about you afterwards. I'd rather just not have them in my group. Right. So I, I, I will be that individual that says, you're not right for my group. You know, I, I'm hearing whispers on social media, whatever. It's not what I want in my classroom. Um, and, and so my, my classroom is very, very supportive. They are very encouraging. Mm. That doesn't mean lenient or sympathetic to the, the answer. If, you're, if it's rubbish, then it's rubbish. We're not going to hide behind the fact of let's just be nice. We're not going to do that. But constructively build on here's why we had the problem. That, that's the problem there. This is how we fix the problem. Let's go. And now, and now people grow in confidence where they go, I don't mind showing a more vulnerable side to this group. Now you've got progress. Um, too many people sign up for a class or a workshop or a mentoring program to, to look good within said group. That's the problem. They, they, they're, they're, they're trying to be 
established or recognized within the group. I've never done that. I've always gone to it to see where am I, where I'm failing, where am I going wrong here? Right. Um, and, and I don't care. I, I've, I've looked an idiot so many times that I literally don't care now. Yeah. That's it. It gives you a sense of freedom. It gives yeah. you a sense of freedom that, that I, I, I'm, I'm going to get it in the end, but in the, in the process, I'm going to scuff my knees a couple of times. Mm-hmm. That's, that's fine. That's okay. Providing I get it in the end. Um, and that's what that's what we're trying to do. So I think the bit it's the biggest problem for a student okay. um, is the no. Have you ever wanted to walk away? Were you always like, yeah. why am I doing this work? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I I, I really did, uh, and I re- I I think maybe um, there's been a a ton of times that I've wanted to go, but one really sticks out. You know. Um, I I just quit my job. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I quit my job, uh, but I had a really, I had a really, um, I had a good, a good income, uh, a, a respectable position. Um, but, but I gave that up. I gave up my security. I gave up my home. I got, I just gave it, I gave it up for the, for this. I knew something had to change in the dynamic for my reality to change. I knew that. And so I had to start making decisions that I didn't like, or I wasn't comfortable with. Um, so that would be uh, one was divorce. Um, it just wasn't serving me um, being being in that scenario. The restrictions of a job wasn't um, there. Uh, I was focusing too much on on things, you know, like the nice car. I'm working really hard all week to have the nice car, and the car sits out there and don't bloody move. Why am I doing that? So so I realised I, I started to prioritise what was important for me. Um, and I reckon I had maybe three, four years of real hardship, real hardship. It was, it was a choice whether do I pay for the class or do I eat this evening? Mm. Um, it was one or the other, you know, and I always chose the spirit world. I always chose them. So I knew that there was something to be done there. I knew that. So, so I decided to dedicate everything to it. If I'm doing it, then I'll do it wholeheartedly. Um, and, and at that point, I stopped trying to please people. You know, I was, and I, I was really popular because I would say, yes, can you pick me up at one o'clock in the morning? Yeah, no worries. And then I'd be tired sitting there like, I'm, I need to go and pick my friend up. It, it's amazing how quickly those friends disappear when you start saying no. Mm-hmm. You know, no I'm, not, I'm not getting up at midnight to come and pick you up. You, you can arrange a taxi or something, you know. I'm not doing it anymore. So what I found very quickly, my social circle as much as they spoke about truth and honesty, none of them actually liked receiving truth and honesty. <laughs> uh, you know, so, so at that point, it was kind of like, I, I, the right people will resonate around me eventually. So everyone dropped off. So that would be relationships, you know, friends, like lifelong friends as well. Uh, my work, my, my security, all of that started to fade away. But I had to clear the way to allow the new stuff in. Mm-hmm. hindsight i wouldn't change a thing right now not a thing um but in the moment my security my relationship I'd, I'd, I'm, I'm sure i had a nervous breakdown or i was very close to a nervous breakdown you know so hindsight again is a, is a beautiful thing but i wanted to walk away when when they started 
um, sharpening the knives and, and sticking them in your back. You know, who's this Charlie? What's he about? Why is he, why is he saying you don't have to be chosen? So then you'd have a community of people that come after you, social mm. media, uh, that sort of stuff. I had a very public argument with a, a very high profile uh, tutor uh, here in the UK. Um, and they asked me my opinion. And I gave them my opinion. And that evening I received three and a half thousand inboxes with death threats because they asked for my opinion. So I wanted to walk away because it's not the spiritual community that we're told about. Everyone's meant to be spiritual. I realized very quickly the spiritual community is the least spiritual community there is because, because it invites everybody in. Um, so um, I realized at that point, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to have to thicken the skin up. I'm going to have to be comfortable with who I am. Um, and providing I speak truth, then nothing can harm me. Nothing can harm me, providing it's truth. Yeah. So um, I, I remember reading something uh, a very long time ago. There's always three sides to the story. There's your version, their, their version, and the truth. Mm -hmm. And so I tried to look at the truth. So I'd remove my own personal feelings or emotions from, from the situation and to make my decision in that, in that vein. Yeah. And that, that, holds, that holds me up. That, that keeps me firm. You know, I, I'll analyze it. Was, was I fair there? Yes. Was I honest there? Yes. Was it coming from the right place there? Yes. Then I've got nothing to worry about. Yeah. Um, and then at that point, um, that, that will hold you good for this career if this is the career that you want to go down. Being a people pleaser will not get you anywhere unless you're in with the biggest name. Um, and even then, that will come to an end at some point, which you will see a lot of um, uh, on, on, the, on the journey. So. Yeah. I did see that myself about the spiritual community early on. And I just made a decision like year one of developing. I'm like, this is a solo journey. Like I just have Absolutely. to stay in my own lane. Right. Absolutely. Constantly trying to create what I wish I had. Right. Like just a safe, yeah, yeah. Safe, safe community and healing sister wounds and all that kind of stuff. Cause I did see that really early on. I, I've only been developing for seven years. Yeah. And I, you know, even in seven years, I've seen such an evolution of mediumship and even need for mediumship has shifted and changed people Absolutely. who are drawn to this. So I guess like being in it for so long and being so in it for so long, like where do you see mediumship going? Like it's evolved greatly since the Gordon Higginson days, philosophy, yeah, yeah. technique, where's it going? Um, I, I don't know in all honesty where it's going. I, I think, I think our goal as the, the voice of the spirit world, and that would be me and you in, in the, the conversation and everyone developing is that we have to give it credibility. You know, it's losing credibility, uh, left, right and center at the moment. So although the idea is more open, the credibility is going down because of saturation. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I know people that have been on my classes um, and they've been on two classes, then they've opened their own class. Right. With, with, I see with, that with, all the time. With, yeah. With, with my exercise or my phrasing or my words, you know, and you're like, this is where the devalue comes in. This is, this isn't where, where, where it's going. This isn't right. So there, there is a there is an element of I think I think where it's going to lead is that it's going to get oversaturated at one point because we're 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 touching those those borders now that the oversaturation 
and we will be put in one of two baskets. I believe it, I don't. So you're crazy, you're not crazy. It will fall into that kind of bracket. Then then will come some form of collapse, you know, where um, um, there will be so many bad ones out there that the, the good ones will be lost in amongst all the bad ones because there's so many bad ones. Mm. So that's where the collapse will be and only the best will survive. And that's when the credibility will will, will take place uh, or, or, or start the rise uh, of this idea of uh, the spirit world again. Yeah. So I think, again, I think that the ones that will stay there is the ones that could, that walk their practice. You know, they, they, they talk as they walk. Um, I think that only the strongest will survive. Um, I, I think it's, I think globally, it's much more accepted now, much more. Uh, even with like, even with people that, that, that kind of, they, they don't care. They literally, they don't, they, their God is an absent God. You know, I don't, I don't believe it. It's none of that. But, but we're definitely in, in Europe and in the US, we're much more open to the idea of there's not one God. Who's your God? What's, what's your God about? And we're quite accepting of that. Um, and so that, that means we can have different viewpoints or different angles, but we can also still get on. It don't mean my God's better than your God. And so, you know, and vice versa. So we're in a better place for that, I think. I think that's a good thing. I think what the spirit world are trying to do is show that we are all as powerful as each other if we choose to be. The option's there for everyone to have an open mind. It's usually ignorance that they don't want to look at it or, 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 or face it. So we all have that opportunity to have a great place to go. Um, and I think, like, you imagine that the, the good that we can all do. Like, if I, if I get up in the morning and go, right, I'm going to try and help five people today in whatever way I possibly can. If everyone woke up with that idea, the world would be a very different place within a year. Mm. But, but it's not it's very it's very um materialistic at the moment the world yeah. you know so if you've got the bentley on the drive then you're successful mm-hmm. um but they don't look at the individual they're the, probably the loneliest man in the world they've got no one surrounding them and although their riches are in stuff inside they're virtually dead you know so i i think we need to educate I think I think it's going that way with this COVID thing that we've got here. We're starting to realise what is important. We're starting to realise, you know, me time is is forced upon us. We're having to look at ourselves. Can't yeah. hide behind a job or a title. You have to face who you are. And I think a lot of people are shocked by what they're seeing or what they're doing. I mean, I, I don't know how it is there in the US, but... Um, I don't think I've had to get up. Maybe this is maybe the first time that I've had to make an effort into actually getting dressed since March. <laughs> since March. For this interview? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So and it, it. it's like but it's like since March, maybe one other one other time. And, and yeah, I can remember a time where I'd get up and think, right, my hair's gotta be done, I've got to press a shirt, I've got to do this. Not for me. Yeah. But for the, for the projection of the individual I'm creating outside of my four walls. Yeah. And that, that is, that's changed. That's really changed now. You know, you're kind of like, I want to be comfortable today. 
Yeah. I want to, I want to be like this today. I want to be like that today. So people are changing now because of that. And I, I think that that works well with what the spirit world are trying to teach us equality um, and um, the natural law of cause and effect reap as you sow. So um, I think they're the main things that if we all realize that we are accountable for our words, our actions and our thoughts, people would act very, very differently. Yeah. Yeah. I'm on the West coast of Canada for quarantine. I have two little kids who are three and six. And so I got no time to myself. Like I went from having like 30 hours a week to myself to like nada. And I quit my job to go full time in this practice three weeks before lockdown. And I was like, Oh my God. (laughs) So when the schools opened, I was like, Oh my God, thank God. Like even today, my kids are at care. So I'm able to do this. There's no way I could do this if they were here. But I agree. I mean, the big thing for me and like what spirit was kind of bringing through me, like look at all the stuff you've accumulated through discontentment, right? Like you've been so unhappy. You've just been bringing stuff. Like I unpacked my winter wardrobe a couple of weeks ago. I have 48 sweaters. I was like, who needs 48 sweaters? Absolutely. Three, but I was so discontent for so long. So unhappy how I coped. Right. So that was my big awareness when, when COVID happened, but. And I don't think it's just me and you. I don't think it's just the spiritual community. I think, I think people all walks of life are starting to realize, mm-hmm. do we need this? Do I need to do that? Do I? And they're asking themselves the question. And yeah. so that's, that is amazing. That's when we'll start to see real change at that point. So I love yeah. it. Well, Charlie, Exciting. this has been so fun talking to you. I so appreciate exactly. your time and energy. You're such an amazing person. I love everything that you're bringing into the world. I'm definitely going to be signing up for something that you do. We'll see. I'll talk to you about it off air, but um, you know, if we could just like, I'll have the links to your YouTube channel. And if there's anything else that you want to talk about on the podcast and then just leave maybe the listeners with like a piece of advice. Cause it's all developing into it as a mediums who are typically listening. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Of course. So, um, so you're going to do the links uh, uh, and what have you. And, um, I, I've, I, I, you know, I sell out on everything I do. I said, I'm really, really fortunate, but I am coming to your area. I am in Canada. I am in New York and I am in, uh chicago which isn't announced yet so you've got it first no one else knows about it yet so um all them details will be on my website which maybe you'll link that it's mediumcharliekelly.co.uk moving forward as a sign off i mean i i think it resonates throughout what we've been speaking today allow yourself to be wrong allow yourself to uh, uh fail and not judge yourself for, the, for, for what you've done, but what you can change to uh, uh, make yourself that, that better version tomorrow of, of the, the, the person you envisage within your mind. It doesn't just have to be intuitives or psychics or mediums that do that. I mean, if we all adapt that uh, allowance, that tolerance for, to forgive yourself for making a mistake and then moving forward, learning from it, then everything will benefit family, work, relationships. It, it all adds up. Everything adds up. So, so lightheartedly, be the idiot, fail, you know, um, but know why you failed and move forward. Um, and you'll find um, mediumship, intuitive work will be much, much easier um, if, if you do it that way. So... I love it. Thank you again for having me. Thank you, Charlie.